Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With the beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. What is up, RTC family? Hey, this is your host, Chris Fuller, and uh, Mark Hyde and I are taking a few weeks off at the beginning of this new year's, but we wanted to keep the content rolling with you guys. So we're doing something that we haven't done before, and that's doing a couple throwback episodes. Last week, as you guys probably heard, it was uh, one of Mark Hyde's favorite episodes, or at least semi-favorite episodes, a episode that we enjoyed doing with uh, Pastor Brandon Soche on music. This week is one of my personal favorites. It's episode 27, Speaking the Truth in Love, where Mark and I really dive into deep to what does it mean to speak the truth in love and how can we go about doing that in our daily lives. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and until next time, take it easy. What's up, Fuller? What's going on, Mark? Dude, why did I make fun of the way I talk? Why you gotta make fun of my It's all because I love you and you're doing such a great job. Let me touch you. You know, I'm a three wing two and I need positive affirmation. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, people. No, so in the intro, Fuller was making fun of me because I can't say words. I struggle with certain words. The biggest one was it five or 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 fifth times? (laughs) Sorry. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Seventh, sixth, man. Sixth, sixth. No, it's sixth. No, it's sixth. <laughs> Fifth graders and sixth graders. That's not sixth graders. <laughs> Come to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I terrible. know your true feelings, Luke. <laughs> Sorry, I am your anyway. father. No. Because I am your father. No. I was watching Toy Story the other day, yeah. and when Buzz Lightyear and uh, Zugor from Episode Two said that, or whatever. Zerg, Zerg, was it Zerg? Zerg. What's oh, Emperor's. Oh, I'm thinking Tarzan Two. Tarzan Two was Zugor. Right, yeah, Zugor. Yep. If you're wondering what our opinion is on Disney movies, you can go back to Episode Two where we talk all about that. But what is up, people? We are back. Fuller making fun of me like he always does. I do it out of love, though. You do it out of love. So. And- you- Interesting enough, You're that's our topic. Speaking the truth in love. Love, but before we do that, kind of Fuller, what's brewing, bro? So what's brewing today is Aldi brand Columbia coffee again, yeah, again, because You're, that's what Mark has ready for me because it's too late for him to drink coffee. You could have done Starbucks holiday. I'm gonna just start stopping by Starbucks on my way over here. I almost did. I, actually, I bought some Krispy Kreme bold dark roast today. Actually, that what I'm gonna good. do is I'm gonna roast some RTC coffee, and I'm gonna be like, "If you ain't drinking it, I am." That sounds good because I'm drinking my my tea again because yeah, because I'm cute. I'm, <laughs> I'm cute. You know, you're, no, I just want to go to sleep. You're a nine. This <laughs> a nine. <laughs> Isn't that the cute fartsy? It's a sweetheart of the Indian. Yeah, there you go. We're going to bring this up every single episode. It's all your fault. Last episode, it took us like 40 minutes to get into the conversation. Yeah, so hopefully you guys went ahead and saw, if you already knew what we were talking about, then hopefully you skipped ahead to the 40-minute mark and continued on with the But we're not doing that tonight. No, not we're tonight. jumping right in. Yep, we are. We, we are going in. <coughs> so we are asking, since I can't enunciate that word either, apparently, <laughs> we, are, we are asking the question, 
Okay, you can you can stop. How crying. do we speak the truth in love? And I'll be honest with you, Fuller. This is something I don't do well at. Mm. Because I hate conflict. I don't like to speak up. I don't like to tell someone, hey, you're wrong. You're a ding dong. You need to fix yourself. Like, right. like I'm not good at pointing out when things are wrong and how to speak the truth in right. love to somebody. Strangely enough, a lot of people struggle with it. I mean, how many times have we heard, yo, I'm going to tell it like it is? I mean, that's a pretty common phrase that I've heard personally. See, mine is I'm gonna shoot straight. Like I'm like, I'm, yeah, or, I'm right. like or, or I'm just I'm just gonna shoot straight with you, and because right. I'll beat her on the bush. Right. Like Mark, what are you trying to say? Okay, I'll shoot straight with you. Finally, right. yeah. I mean, so it's it's not a new thing. A lot of people do it. Like like you said, shoot straight, or I'm just gonna tell you like it is, or this is who I am. So I'm gonna say what I saw in my mind, or you know whatever they're gonna say. Oh, right. So. And some people are that. Now I always also wonder because some people on Facebook are a lot more bold and brash. Well, I'll see some people post on on. Facebook and this, that, and the other, and I'm like, but a lot of people hide trying, behind. Are you trying to, say, trying to be screen. hard? You trying to be hard on Facebook? Like, yeah, there's some people right. who like, and then you see them in real life, and they're like, oh, hi there. How's it and going? and I'm not talking about the people who are way better writers than talkers. I'm talking about the people who like openly like bash their boyfriends on Facebook right. type. And I'm like, that ain't helpful to nobody. Nope, right. So, uh, yeah. There's yeah. So there's just a a few things that I think me personally, and I I wrote them down. For, for us, so I didn't forget it. But a few things that I think we need to um, look at before we speak into somebody else's sin or speak truth into their life. Oh, okay, okay. So, so before you do that, let's pause that. So, so okay. you said a word though. You, you just said a word. You said speak into someone's life regarding sin, right? Specifically, so which is typically how we speak truth in love most of the time. Okay. So <clears throat> there's two two ways to look at this coin. Okay. You know. Somebody has broken the law of God or done something to you, to somebody else, or something. You know, we, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. If you've been hurt by a church or church member, <clears throat> right? Yep. So I, this I is this is kind of like almost a follow up a little bit to that, okay. in my opinion, about um, how to speak the truth and love to that person rather than being harsh. Um, and maybe if that person spoke the truth in love, people wouldn't have been hurt. Right in the church. Right, exactly. Right, so that's kind of where I was going with it. And then there's the other side of the coin that is um, like preaching the gospel, that hmm, type okay. of truth yep. and love. So there, that's what, and when I talk about two sides of the coin, that's what I'm talking about. But today I want to talk about it's a little bit of both. So, uh, <laughs> Mark, you and I had talked about when I wrote all this down. It's like. Dude, I, I wrote down a sermon. Like, you wrote down a it's sermon. It's not a conversation man. with like little points. Like this time, it was a sermon, and I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't mean to do that, but I did. But I think it'll be good. It's gonna be clear. It's gonna be concise. So I, yeah, I, I know you're a point guy. You like point one, two, three, four. Yeah, because I'm a three wing too. <laughs> you're just not gonna let that die, are you? Actually, how about this? Uh, this I'm type A. Oh goodness. Anyways, so I've got three points. But for yes, you. I do love points. Give me I've points. Got, I've got three points for you, and. Uh, yeah, so we'll start with that, and I'll just kind of read them off. And uh, all right, so three we, points we, we regarding can dis- yeah, this. We, yeah, we can go ahead and discuss more. Yeah, cool. Um, point one: Is the person you're speaking to a Christian? If not, they need they don't need a lecture on a specific sin. They need the gospel of Jesus presented to them, also in a gentle and loving way. Okay. So that was the first point that I had talked about. You know, and, and I want to have a conversation after each of these points. But uh, <clears throat> what I mean by that. It's pretty basic, but 
you can't judge the the. Try to think of how to put this. The ways of God will never make sense to the people that don't know God. Right. And so, well, because even Paul, it was Paul who said yeah. to the to the Greek, it's foolishness. Right. So, um, well, the cross is foolishness. There's so obviously yeah. Ways are. They don't need a, a list of things of how to live a Christian godly life. They need Jesus is what they need. They need the gospel. So if they're not a Christian going and saying, hey, you're a lesbian and that's a sin and you're going to hell to burn, like that probably not the no, best No, way I, to put I mean, it. it might be different, though, like if uh, if someone's doing something that, that self-harm, obviously, where it's like, if, if even if you're not a believer, it's like, dude, you really should not be getting hammered drunk every weekend and not knowing what you're doing or sleeping around. Just for, I mean, because you could speak into that, though, don't you think? Um, you're holding them to a standard of God. N- not a God standard, but a personal, like, if you keep doing this, that you could end up in the back alley somewhere. Yeah. Dead. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But, uh, again, without God, there are no morals. That's true. And so, um, again, anything that's, in my opinion, and, and it's okay if you disagree. I'm okay with that. Uh, but in my opinion, the things that make sense are morals. That's what we would call them. And morals all come from God. Okay. And so if you follow them, yes, you're following. It's it's hard for the world to really follow um, God's standards, all right, because naturally we don't want to. The only reason why we do follow some of God's morals is because there's laws against it. Right. Like murder. You know, that's one of the Ten Commandments. Do not, you know, do not don't, kill. Don't mur- yeah. yeah. Don't, don't kill. So... Uh, if there wasn't, I mean, there's already people that, that murder other people right now, but if there wasn't a law, I'm sure there'd be a heck of a lot more people going around killing each other. Well, in fact, there's, there was even an episode of uh, the Unbelievable Show with Justin Briley out mm-hmm. of uh, Oxford. It's kind of in the Oxford, London area. Okay. And he was having a conversation about the, the, the moral argument, and he got the guy down to the point of, if it came down to it where rape would save humanity, would rape no longer be immoral? And he said, no. It wouldn't be. Right. We'd never get there, so it's okay. But yeah, right. no rape, um, killings, all these different things. Yeah, no, it would be. It, it would no longer be immoral because right. now it benefits society. Right, which is just which sickening. Is, um, but in a way, but it just proved that and, without God, there are no morals. Well, and I'm not going to say whether I agree or disagree with what happened, but the Iranian general that was just killed by Trump, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So the reasoning. Trump said this or did this thing, and, and again, I'm I have I won't say where I'm at because I don't want to lose listeners. But uh, Trump said that this guy was a very bad guy who killed hundreds of American citizens or allies or stuff like that, and he was a bad guy that needed to be taken out, and it would benefit the world. So it was a just and killing, so is yeah, right, and so that's that mindset of and how many more lives could he have saved? Like that that was his right. mindset, yeah. But. Uh, that's not what God says or the Bible says. The Bible says, thou shalt not kill, mm-hmm. period. And people go, well, what about in the Old Testament where God sent these people off to war? Anyways, we're getting into a long rabbit trail Those here. are some weeds. Those are some weeds. But it's, it's, it's just the fact of the the, the, the the moral argument of the fact of without God, peoples theoretically could do whatever they want because it— right. They don't need to be taught the standards of Jesus. They need to be taught Jesus is, mm. is basically what that first point Say was. that again, man. They don't need to be taught the standards of Jesus. They need to be taught Jesus. 
I like that. So that's that's point number one. Um, we'll move on to point number two because, like I said, that one's pretty basic. We kind of get a little bit more into depth with some other stuff. So are you ready for point number two, Mark? I'm ready. All I'm right, ready. Here we go. Is the quote-unquote sin an actual sin or just something that we think is wrong? Too often, Christians try to put their own convictions on others, even if it may not be a quote-unquote sin. Example A, a lot of Christians will say that tattoos are against Scripture. The reason being, it defiles the holy temple of God. The other things I hear is that only bad people who thrive uh, thrive to be rebellious against good things get tattoos. So I just want to speak to this a little bit. I have tattoos. I want tattoos. (laughs) But now I'm broke. Um, I did not get them because I wanted to defile God's temple, nor did I get them to be rebellious. I got tattoos because I like art, and each tattoo has a meaning to me. Also, when you have tattoos, as as Mark, you know, it's a pretty good icebreaker with non-believers. You know, you see somebody's ink, and you're like, hey, dude, I like your ink. You know, where'd you get it? How long you had it? What's it mean? Right. Yep. and so it kind of helps um, non-believers in those icebreaker moments show that, hey, I'm human too, and I like things too. I'm not some untouchable, like only wearing a suit, clean-shaven person that thinks I'm better than you. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same level with you. The only difference is I have Jesus. And, and a lot of Christians will, will push against that, though, right? You know, because we're not supposed to be like the world. We're supposed to be separate from the world. So why would you have stuff on your body that looks like the world? Pretty sure you know? we have a couple podcasts on that. We got a few. <laughs> we got a few. Right. So, but my question here, though, is just thinking of the other side: is how do we know when something's a sin versus when something's a personal preference versus when something mm. is is better? Because, like for example, I think of uh, okay, Christian music, for example. So when I was in high school, like, we were talking about this earlier about the bands we used to listen to. Like I was big into the Hawk Nelson, Stellar Carts. But I was also into the Fallout Boys, Blink right. 182s, Green yeah. Days, all that kind of stuff. And there's a buddy of mine, and uh, he didn't listen to that or whatnot. Um, but I made him listen to it once because he was in my car. Right. So the question was: Is did was that a sin for me to do because he was sitting there? So did I need to be called out for, or do I just say, no, nah, that's just preference. It's okay. It's not a sin. Mm, yeah. So so, and I don't know if that came up cross the right way just now to explain my thought process but with someone something like tattoos or um drinking or i mean heck even in the south with smoking right um these things that the bible does not say yes specifically or, not to do no, or, right. or like there's some christians who are all about eating a very strict diet the and daniel not, diet it, or, or yeah, yeah not eating mcdonald's or twinkies or stuff right. like that or, so or like no caffeine like seventh day adventist no caffeine no meat right <laughs> right right exactly or like that weird dude paul paul lindgren and no cap no hey, <laughs> we love you paul um he just doesn't drink caffeine i feel bad for him because it's yeah. not like he doesn't want to he just physically can't right I feel so exactly sad. yeah i feel so sad um but what do we do in those gray areas where especially like okay let's 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 set up a scenario right right so um, you have tattoos. Mm-hmm. I think tattoos are wrong. Right. I think tattoos are a sin. I come to you and say, you can't, like, like, like. how should I expect you to serve in church, mm-hmm. not even leadership as an elder, but even as a Sunday school teacher right. to these teens, and you have tattoos, because what you're doing is you defile the temple. And okay. all of a sudden, like, how would you respond to that? Because they, they believe full-heartedly right. they're speaking the truth in love because the truth is is you have tattoos, tattoos are wrong, blah, 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 blah. So, therefore, you are 
in this sin. And some people have the, oh, it's part of my past. You're, you're like jumping into a thing that I addressed, I wanted to address later on, but I'll go oh, ahead and I'm sorry. I'll address it now. Show you how much uh, I read the show notes. Matthew, Matthew 7, 1 through 5 says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to a brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now this is a pretty common scripture that most people know except right. for they only say first one where it's like judge don't. not let you be judged but like, it's self it's like just don't judge me right. only god can judge me right yep so here's what i would say is there anything in your life this, this is what i would say to a person saying that all right so is there anything into your life that defiles the holy temple so what i mean by that is one are they overweight mm. that's that's a gluttony sin right, right. okay you're not overweight. Really into fitness. Oh, okay. So you're really into fitness. So you're focusing more and meditating more on yourself than you are on meditating upon the Word of God day and night. You know, there's there's different aspects. No Christian is perfect, right? This is right. what I would say. But you're, you do things for yourself, right? So like a person that's overweight likes to eat. <laughs> that's something for themselves. A person who was in really good shape, they like doing it. It's some for for some people. It's stress relieving. You know, they it, they it invigorates them, gives them right, energy, right, yep. whatever. So, <clears throat> to say that I'm defiling the temple, well, yes and no, because this body is flesh and blood and will pass away, right? Mm, right. But the spirit lives eternal. Right. Right. So this, though it's a housing unit, it's not, in my opinion, in my opinion, right. It's not so much our body physically, it's our spiritual body, the, the spirit that lives inside of us. That's the holy temple of God because that's what goes on to be with Christ. Okay. Does that make I, sense? I know what you're saying, but but that dualistic mind versus body is very Platonic. Mm-hmm. Or for lack of a better, it's Plato. That's what I'm trying to communicate. Okay. Um, with Greek philosophy, because God does care about our bodies, because the Bible even says, "Don't defile your body. Don't make. Don't let your body basically have sex with another, like with a prostitute, right. because you become one with her." So we see with sexual sins, with other things that God does care about our bodies mm-hmm. and what we do with them, because to an extent, because although we will die and be separated, we will get a new body. So, so right. in heaven, I actually believe that our bodies will look the same as they were here on earth, just in the perfected state. Because okay. they recognize Jesus when Jesus uh, let himself be recognized, but Jesus so, was still Jesus. So then I'll state. ask this, right? Perfect right. state, right? Right. I be so if tattoos are bad, and I'm going to heaven because obviously you can't lose your salvation by having tattoos, right? But I'm so I'm going to heaven, getting a perfect state. So if the tattoos are wrong, they're not going to be there anyways, right? Theoretically. So. <laughs> right. So to me, when it talks about that scripture about about the you know, your body's a holy temple, and you you know, don't defile the holy temple. It, it's more of sin that affects not only relationships, but affects the body to, like, mutilation. Right. To me, to me, tattoos don't mutilate my body. Mm, okay. Any more than, like, a scar would. I, I guess this is more my question, because I'm on the side where, 
um, I don't want to say I use all my freedoms in Christ, but mm-hmm. at, at, at the same time, I may do things differently than other people. And if I have people approach me, and I'm even thinking through the listeners' ears right now, um, I'm an audience member today. <laughs> um, if some, <laughs> but if <laughs> that was a real laugh too, that was not fake. Um, but if someone approached me and said, "Hey, Mark, we heard you do this, and we think that's wrong," and and but 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 I'm like, right. that's show me in the Bible where that's a sin, man. Like, how do you respond to th- so so? Here you go. When someone speaks truth in love and they think it's the truth in love, but you're looking mm-hmm. at it going, "No, you're incorrect." How do you then reverse speak the truth so, in love? Dang, here we go. Let How me, to speak truth and love? Let to me this ask you. Think you're speaking truth and love. Let me ask you this. Okay, all right. I'm an audience member, though. Paul said, basically, you have the freedom in Christ, but if it causes another brother to stumble, we, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast. Correct. Just yep. refrain from doing it around him, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So for me, like you know, my tattoos are all covered up by a t-shirt. Most of the time, if I'm wearing a t-shirt, like right now, you can't see my tattoos. Right. Um, for me, I mean. It's one of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to kind of live by your convictions, right? Got to live in whatever freedom that you feel God has given you to a point where it lines up with Scripture, right? And the other point that I see, um, if it causes somebody to have doubts or whatever, just like like um, drinking, we'll say drinking. All right, there's a, a big audience out there of Christian believers that think that drinking a beer or two or a glass of wine or two a day is no big deal. Right. And then there's... In fact, there's a lot... Of, I mean, the whole denominations. Right. And then there's a, the other side where it's... If you even, like, smell a beer bottle cap or whatever, <laughs> like, that's a sin. Yep. So, for me, I would be like, <clears throat> you got to kind of know people and know when to speak, right? Right. So, if somebody, some random person comes up off the street and is like... You have tattoos. That's a sin. You know, you kind of just take it. One. I mean, what's the point of rebuttaling it? Right. Yep. Um, they have to live by their convictions. Now, if it was you, Mark, coming up and saying, hey, you got tattoos. That's a sin. Then we can have a, a little bit more of a conversation and say, okay, well, show me that. And, and sometimes and, you got to, in my opinion, you got you to see where they're coming from. Because if, right. if, for me, if I'm speaking the truth and love to you. Right. I and I'm a different style. I come from a humble place where it's like, hey, so I'm trying to figure this out. Help me understand where you're coming from, because right. then I can understand it more. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's one of those things where, at the end of the day, anything I do in life can someone could point the finger and say, oh, well, Mark's the one who made me stumble. Like Mark's the one who gave me my caffeine addiction because he right. drinks coffee. Bro, you why, can, why yeah. are you blaming your life struggles on my life? Right. And I'm not saying I'm, I go out to the bar every well, single we, night. Heck no. We that's all re- make our own decisions. No. Right. Right. You it's can only called, control it's, you. It's called free will. Right. God doesn't even force us to do things, right? Right. It's Correct. called free will. Mm-hmm. So for me to say, Mark made me sin and stumble, I don't think that's what that scripture is talking about. I think it's saying it, it's, it's more of like a false teaching. Okay. Like I think of Y2K. There was a lot of preachers going around saying Y2K is the end of the world and Christ is coming. And a lot of people believed it. Mm-hmm. I know a bunch of them that believed it. And really? it like stocked up and and got prepared for Y2K. Oh, see, I was like eight, so I didn't know what was going well, on. Well, yeah, I mean, I was like 10. But, 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 but I don't remember anything from that. Oh, I do. But uh, that was a stumbling block in, in, in a way. In a way. Okay, I'm not gonna say it's it's like a full fledged sin stumbling block, but it was it was misleading, and I think that's more what it's talking about. Like, 
you you know truth, but you teach wrong truth. Mm, okay, that's what I consider more of being a stumbling block. And so, so a lot of it too goes back to what does the scripture say? Right. So I think okay, if someone says if they try to speak the truth out of love, but it's it's more of a personal preference. The easiest way is to go. So so tell me. So this is more so. It. I'm not one of those guys. This I, I actually don't do all the personality type where it's like, well, the Bible doesn't say so. So you know, you could shove it. Like I, right. that's not my personality type. Mine is more like, okay, so tell me what you mean, because a lot of times when and this is I, I'm a seek to understand type personality. Right. So if you come to me and say, Mark, um, I I. I uh, uh, we'll just say it, Mark. I know that you don't think drinking alcohol is a sin, but but it is, and it's a sin, and blah blah blah. And I, okay, well, show why? me a scripture. Well, no, no, I don't. I, ne- I don't oh, start with that. Yep. I go, so so so, tell me why do you feel it? Okay, and nine times out of ten, people will have strong convictions that in their mind are now becoming sin because of past baggage in their life. Right. My mom, for example, she will never say alcohol is a sin because the Bible doesn't say it. Right. Now she will say that's probably the stupidest thing you could ever touch. But that's because both of her parents were alcoholics, gotcha. and not just alcoholics, abusive. Yeah. I've had aunts that have been in rehab for hard drugs and alcohol. Right. I've had other ones who have lives completely destroyed by this. Uh, right. Another aunt who was cigarettes, she, she's been trying to shake it for over 30 years as she can, and it's right. destroying her body. So my mom more so looks at it, and it's the fact of, you see all these ramifications, why would you do that? But there's a difference between... Yes, the consequences for those actions result in this. Now, I'll, I'll, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Smoking is the one I don't understand. I don't get that one. Mm-hmm. Like I actually walk by people who smoke now and I actually get mad because when I smell it, it makes me feel sick. Um, but for for alcohol, for example, there there are times where it's like, yes, if that's your personal demon you struggle with right. and you are an alcoholic, I get why you would be mad. Right. But at the same time. Is it always wise? Is it always best to drink alcohol? No, it's not. That's why I drink a lot of coffee. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, if you can seek to understand where that person's coming from, well, then you can step into that conversation right. of, okay, so why do you say tattoos are a sin? Why do you say mm-hmm. listening to Christian? Right. Like, like even CCM. Well, and, and, so, and, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, seek to understand and it, then you can have that conversation. If you're the one going into the, to the conversation of trying to speak truth in love, really look at you, you is this is this a sin that's spelled out or is mm. this just a personal conviction that's basically point two that's what you got to look at is this really something that scripture says or are you just covering it under the the coverall you know don't sin. don't defile the holy temple of God because I could say you know you just said you drink a lot of coffee well did you know a lot of caffeine's not good for you mm-hmm. yep sure do I mean that's why I only, <laughs> that's why I only drink like two cups. There's there's a lot of things that aren't good right. for you. A lot of electronics aren't good and for this you. Is where too I'm, much sun is bad for you. Yep. I mean, th- th- so you're, all around us is. I mean, so how far do you want to take this? Exactly. And that's my question. Like that would be my question to them. How far do you want to go with this? Because I guarantee that if we really look at each other's lives, we can find a lot of things that defile the holy temple of God. But does it spell it out in Scripture? Right. Like and, does and, it spell it out that tattoos are are a sin or uh, Smoking cigarettes are a sin, or drinking too much coffee, or having too much caffeine is a sin. Or, or, eat, or eat, to be honest, eating Taco Bell is that a sin? Because well, it could be if, if it was gluttony. I mean, that is spelled out, and it's but. not real food. But I still, take it, <laughs> it is tasty. But uh, yeah, so so you got to when you're going into it, if you're the person doing it, really meditate upon w- what you're doing, what you're saying. Now, is it is it out of is it an actual sin? Or is it just something that you're convicted by? And uh, 
I think right there that'll kind of change your attitude of yeah. whether whether or not you really need to go and speak truth and love, or whether you can just go out and have a conversation with them. Yep. Like, hey, man, this is what I noticed you did this. This is kind of what I feel about it. And, and this is where I'm going to put a different spin on it. Because now that okay. you, you flesh it, I'm like, yeah, I got you, bro. I, I understand. I got you. But a separate spin, and this is where the iron sharpened irons actually being invested in people's life. Um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe I view this a little differently because since I have a public platform, uh, a lot of people for some reason think they can speak into my life about various different things rather than like, you, you, you've never even had lunch with me right. or coffee. So, so we're, we're not even on that level, right. but like you, for example, like, like we're together every single week for hours, our right. small group people were together we're texting for every single day. Exactly. Like, I mean, like even our small group, like we're getting together this Saturday to hang out. Right. So like, like these people that we're trying to actually be invested in each other's lives, I can look at one of them and go, Hey, you know, I've, I've, I've noticed this. It makes me a little weary. Are you okay? Is there something right. going on? But I'm not doing that to say, Oh, you're a sin and blah, blah, blah. It's more the fact of, I care about you. There, something I noticed like, it, but it, there's a, you can still make the choice. I'm just saying that this, this makes me a little nervous about, that here's the consequences that could happen from that. There's a there's a difference between having a conversation though and speaking truth. Oh, in I love. see. I got you. That's yep. that's where I'm coming from. You know, this whole, you know, we talked about tattoos. You know, I, I brought that up as an example. Yep. Um, that is more of a conversational piece. So so here here here. Than a speak truth. This is what because you got to realize when you're speaking truth, right? A lot of people think you know that's why the the. I'm, you know, they act kind of like a judge, like the judger. I'm judging you. Right. But it's not that. Okay. So we're helping each other remind each other of God's truths. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So eating McDonald's hamburger, though it's not good for you, the Bible, God's truth doesn't say, hey, don't go eat McDonald's hamburger. Thank goodness. So that's more of a conversational piece. Right. Yep. To me. Versus it's not like speaking truth. Maybe versus someone who's like you're a, like this person is a gossiper. You gotta say, hey, look, right. like you gotta like like gossip is a sin. Right. It's a divisive tool, and the Bible even says what's hilarious is divisivity in the church is reason for church communication or church uh, church discipline. Right. Um, well, that's because a house divided can never stand. Exactly. So so how do you call that out? Where it's like. Like okay, so this person's a gossiper. You got to call them out, and that's when it comes in with what you're saying, where the fact of make sure you've checked yourself right. before you and, and and you get yourself in a place where like, am I even at a place where I can call out their right. sin? Now we should all be in a place where, hopefully, where we're we're close enough in relationship and proximity to have those real hard conversations. But most of the time, people that are just going to come out and be blatant and not have. The right heart probably don't know you that well. Those type Ds, I don't know what they are. The type D personality, I don't like. I, That's I don't for a different podcast. <laughs> That's the last one. No, but those people but, who they don't care what you think, they just don't say what's on their mind. Right. Yep. That, and that so, style. so once you've established, I think these two things, right? Yep. You know, the the first are they Christian or not, and then number two, have you established whether it's an actual sin? Are you going to speak actual truth from God, or is it more of a personal preference? Mm-hmm. Are you just living by your convictions and trying to push them off on somebody else that may not be their conviction? So establish those two things first. And then the third thing you have to establish, have they made things right with God and those who have been affected by the sin? So has the sin already been dealt with by them? And that could just be a question. You know, you see something or it's publicly known 
and you're talking to that person about it. And if they have, uh, then there is no reason to bring anything up, right? Because right. God has forgotten it as far as the east is from the west. That comes from Psalms 103, verse 12. And so should we. If we constantly bash or hold previous sins against one another, are we not doing the same thing that Satan does to us oh, every single dang. day, constantly reminding the saints of their shortcomings? So, man, you just threw that in the same camp as Satan. <laughs> it's it's Dang, true though. Man. It's it, is that not what Satan does to us? He constantly reminds the saints of their of their sins and their past. So, if that person has already dealt with it, there's no need to to deal with it any further. They've already dealt with it with God. Mm-hmm. Now they may say, "Yeah, I've dealt with it with God," and then just let it go because God forgives them as far and forgives us. And how we forgive, that's how we're going to be but forgiven. At, at, and at the end of the day, I mean, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm learning through a book that I'm actually reading right now, is at the end of the day, when they say, yeah, I've taken up with God, that's fine, do whatever thing. Right. It's not our job to carry that burden to make sure that they made it right with God. Right. That's, that's when God's Holy Spirit kicks in and goes, and, and you trust that God's Holy Spirit will be talking with them, communing with them, pushing right. them towards righteousness. And, and that's where I struggle the most because mm. of my savior complex right. of these scenes where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, no, I've I already talked to God about it. And I'm like, eh, I want to make sure you but, actually have taken care of it. And that's not a healthy place to be always either. Yeah. I mean, there's no problem with. Well, like, I don't I, think there's a problem. I'm with, there's a difference between kind of accountability right. versus I'm going to carry. Make sure that you take care of yourself. Um, yeah, like I'm gonna, instead of I'm going to carry all your burdens and carry you to the cross and right. carry all the weights. I mean, as a lot of that yeah. goes back to my personality because my personality tends to do that. Is I want to carry people's weights for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful with that. Right. That way you don't have that savior complex because that'll get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> right. And it has. That's it's almost a way of pride, and we all know that pride cometh before the what. Fall and destruction, <laughs> right? Yep. So, uh, yeah. So those are my three points that you need to really look at before you go. So talk before to you them. actually talk to them, right? You want to make sure are they a Christian or not? Right? Is it actually a sin? Right. And then, what's that third one again? And then the third one uh, was: Have they already repented or made things right with God for that sin that has been committed? Because you know you may just find out about it. But it may have been three or four days ago or three or four months ago, and they've already dealt with it with God and maybe with a close brother or sister. That's cool. You know, so there's got to be a little bit there. And I don't think, I don't think any Christian should be offended if if another brother or sister is coming up and asking them, "Hey, I noticed this. I just wanted to make sure." You know, just kind of talking to them a little bit. That that those are yeah. So those are the three things that you have to do or you should do before you ever even go and and try to speak truth. And again, what I defined as truth was um, something that God says is a sin, not a personal preference. No, that's cool, man. That's cool. So so that's the prep work before we right. even do it. Right. And we know we're supposed to do it because the Bible flat out tells us to do it. Well that, yeah, I mean why do we why do we need to speak truth and gentleness and love? Um, I'm gonna throw out my scripture that's my favorite scripture. It's like the scripture that's been my life scripture for like the past five years. I thought, well, I, I, I thought the Matthew five passage five sixteen. That, yeah, that's yeah. my life scripture. This is kind of like <laughs> this is my other life scripture. I have a lot of Chris's life scriptures. So, so you have a the, the the overall the book of Chris scripture, and then this is the chapter, the last few chapters scripture. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. All right, so, not so really, but yeah. So so it's not Matthew so, five. 
what well, not Matthew five today. In in this situation, this is my favorite verse. How, how about that? Does that sound I like better? That. I like okay. that. I like that. So it says, "Dear brothers and sisters, if any or if another believer, see, we're talking about a believer, yep. right? If another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path, and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens." And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not important. <laughs> this comes from the new. <laughs> this comes from the New Living Translation, by the way. Jesus but, basically just said, "It's like you're not important." He literally just said, "Just sit down and shut up. You're a nobody." Right? Like, dang. Right. What would exactly. Jesus speak like if he was a Gen Z or millennial? That would be a fun conversation. He wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a hippie. All right, no, no, but there, there's a lot to digest in this thing, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we talked about it. Snap. That The first point we said before you even go is, uh, are they a believer or not? So the very first thing it says, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer, right? So yep. we're not dealing with the world. We're dealing with another believer, and that's where that first point came in. And if you're overcome by sin, all right? So the, the and, and the key word is overcome. overcome. You are taken. You have been you, take, held captive. Right, and that's where point two and three kind of come in, and this is by a sin, not by a personal preference, mm-hmm. and you've been overcome by it, which and means you trapped. have not been re- repented of it. You haven't. So that's where that two and three, yep, yep. you want to make sure. I, I li- okay, I, I see where so, we're going. So you're yep. you tracking yep, with yep, me I'm here? Tracking. I'm tracking. So yep. then you who are godly, which is where when we read Matthew 7, 1, 5 earlier, the judge, not least you be judged, that whole scripture and passage. That's where that comes into play, okay? Yep, because if you're not godly, right, if you haven't judged yourself already and taken the plank out of your own eye so you can remove the speck from your brother's eye, how are you godly? How are you any different, right? So you have to go into it with a, a certain attitude. And then it goes on to say, uh, should gently, gently, right? And, and the next word's my favorite. And humbly. 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 So what does that word mean, humbly, Mark? What do you think that word means? Well, humbly means to make yourself low. Low. Like, like a servant, right? right? So you're coming in not because of your own passion or what your own convictions are or and what... You need to do this and you need to You're do that. coming in because you love somebody, right? That's that gentleness. And you're, you're wanting to you're serve sub- And you're them. submitting. You're, you're submitting. putting yourself right. under. Yeah. So you're gently and humbly help that person. Help, right? That word right there, help. Yep. That doesn't mean bash. That doesn't mean remind them of their past or remind them of their future if they don't turn. It says help that person back onto the right path. There's a goal. There's a goal in there, mind. Right. It's not just a, hey, I'm just telling you, you know, your hat's a sin. Not that it really is. But, you're, you know, your hat's a sin. You're going to hell for it. Like, what, where's the right path on that one? It's just hurly. It's just hurtful. <laughs> No, and, and, no, and but this, this kind of goes back to the, the the last conversation we had with with Enneagrams and personality types because there's right. some personalities where it's like, I just because there's some people who shoot so straight there is no humility there is no grace there is no right. gentleness and some people are like oh this is just the way I am so I can't change that but Jesus commands us to step outside of ourselves and to humble ourselves right so so, so there's even back to the last conversation of you can't put yourself into a box right. But yeah, you, you do it humbly, you do it gently, and there's a goal. And the goal isn't to whack a mole. The right. goal is to well, get and, them back. And you have to realize that it's not it's not your law that has been violated. It's God's, right? Oh, so this, hold on, hold on. Say that again. 
I said, it's not your law that has been violated. It is God's. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. And God has dealt with, has God dealt with anybody else's sins harshly? I know he, I mean, he could, he could destroy us all, but he hasn't. Instead, he sent his son to give us the greatest act of love and mercy ever and died for us on the cross. So we need to be gratefully aware mm-hmm. of that. Right? Yep. So let's uh, let's continue on with, with this scripture a little bit. So uh, it says, right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself, right? That's a, that's a big one for me. That tells me uh, that we should have kind of a fear that if if we go in dealing with something in a judgmental way and not in the correct way, we can be caught. We in can it be too. caught up in it too. I, I'm kind of curious because I don't know if I've watched this firsthand. Like mm. I, I don't personally know, except for the fact of I don't know, man. I I, I kind of want to see some story, uh, not in a good way, like like just in the fact of what has happened when people have come alongside in the wrong way right. to be caught in that same sin that has just been redeemed. I don't I don't know. Go back and listen to three weeks worth of podcast by Paul Lindgren, right? So Paul that was, was not a setup. That was actually my question. Yeah, but. no. But Paul was caught up in an affair, right? Right, correct. And his wife judged harshly, harshly. She was not very loving during the time. I could tell you that. Mm. Yeah, because well, his, ex, his ex-wife. Because right. you weren't just listening to that conversation. You lived this with. Paul. I lived it with Paul. Yeah. So I know the ins and outs, and I've got I got the phone calls and all this stuff. But uh, it was not a good way that she dealt with it. And two years later. Now she here she is leaving the marriage for what we can assume was an affair. Yep. And so it, she she fell right into it. Snap. So I've seen it firsthand. Uh, Dang. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you, that got real. It, yeah. It's you got to be you got to be real careful. So be careful not to fall into the same same temptation yeah. yourself. Right. Exactly. So um, and then we'll continue on, and it says share each other's burdens, and this is the way to obey the law of Christ. So to me, that says, you know, we, we hear all the time, we're supposed to love one another, we're supposed to carry each other's burdens, um, we're supposed to walk through life together. We can't do this alone, right? Right. So if I fall into a sin, an unrepented sin, it's almost a requirement by you, if you truly love me, to help get me back in a gently and humbly way back on the right path. Likewise, if you fall in, it's my my responsibility, and that's how we help carry each other's burdens. Right. It's it's Song of Solomon where it's like, uh, if one falls, the other can pick him up. Type, right. Type idea. So let me ask you an interesting question, then, if you don't mind. So, all right. I'm. This isn't a real world scenario. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. So let's say you're helping somebody, right? Uh, alcohol problem. For some reason, it always goes back to that. But it's just the easiest. <laughs> we have our one. staples, right? It's the easiest <laughs> one to hit, and. Yep. Uh, so 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 I'm dealing with an alcohol problem. Right. I, I get drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. You call me out, but I know, dude. I'm sorry. I've I've repented, God. I'm trying to shake it. Right. At what point do you flat out say to me, you know what? I've carried your. I've I've tried so hard. I've tried to help you. You're not gonna. I, like. There's nothing more I can do. It it depends. You know. You know what I mean. It depends on on relationship with the brother. And like my relationship with you, are we involved in a church together? Because there is church discipline, right? You know, that that is spelled out very clearly. That um, if a person is caught up in sin, go to them. If they don't listen, take two or three. If they don't well, listen, well, take I'm a not group. talking about someone who doesn't listen. Like 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 I actually there was a pastor in uh, the Carolinas who had an alcohol problem, mm-hmm. and he didn't 
corrected, so they actually removed him from eldership. Right. I'm talking more the fact of I know it's wrong, I am repentant, but I keep falling into the sin. Mm. At what point do you say, look, and I don't believe that God helps those who help themselves, but at the same time, at what point is it the fact of if you want to take care of this, you got to figure your crap out for well, yourself. Here's you know? here's kind of my thought process behind it, and, 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 and I'm not and, saying that. It's, say, I don't have an answer. I'm legitimately asking. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's perfect. I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. I'm just I'm sharing my heart, right? Mm-hmm. So a person keeps falling into the same sin. So you said alcohol. Um, I'm thinking even like porn is yeah, another. Yeah, that's what I. Th- that, that's what my mind always goes to. Too, drugs, pornography, like drugs, is drugs big one. right? Exactly. So honestly, strip clubs. I mean, I know someone who's just in, with that. yeah, you know? lust of the, uh, lust of the flesh. Yeah, yeah type there of you thing. go. There, yeah, oh, that's perfect. Lust of the so, flesh. So, yeah. um, if they're repentant, right? There, Paul says, the things that I do not want to do, I continue to do, and the things that I want to do, I don't do. Right. Paul says that. Paul, the Apostle. Paul. Not Paul Paul Lindgren. (laughs) Not Paul Lindgren, although we love him, but Paul the Apostle, right? So there is a struggle because we struggle with this fleshly world, the sin, constant. It's a constant battle. And it's not just flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, right? So there's an influence there, too, an outside influence that we may not see. Mm -hmm. Right. That may... You know, you may be on Facebook and an ad pops up with like a skimply dressed woman or man, depending on who you are, but may arouse something to make you lust after them, right? That was no fault of your own. I mean, kind of, you're on Facebook, but you never know what's going to pop up. But, you know, there's just stuff. You didn't control that pop up. Right, exactly. So there's always a little bit of a, a, I would say, a demonic influence on some things. Because we don't, we naturally sin because we're sinners because we're born into it all the way we're, from the we're first. We're simple Adam. people who do right. simple things, yeah. But when we become a Christian, we're a new man, right? So what's the devil's, what's Satan's number one goal? Because he already knows he's going to lose in the end, right? 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 So what's his number one goal? Let me ask you that one. His number one goal? Yep. Is to stop Christians. Take as many Take Christians down as he can. Right. Take as many people Make, of God's I, children down as he can. And when I, when you say down, do you mean like down to hell, or do you mean like down as an effective, in, ineffective, distracted, uh, any way Christian can. who doesn't do anything? Any, any way he can. He's done it from the beginning of time. He took down Adam and Eve, right? Mm-hmm. From the beginning of time, our time, he's done it. That's been his... his However, you want to say six thousand, whatever. I don't, you know, I, I believe it's a little over six thousand. The Earth is, but and see, I'll argue that he didn't take Adam and Eve down. Adam and Eve took themselves down to a point. Satan tempted them to a and point. Then they follow through with right. the sin. Well, Satan has no power, right? right. We right. know that, None. but but Satan is the father of lies, right? That's true, and the god of this world. Yep, right. So he has influence, and mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here. Influence. That's a good word. He influence. influences to take us down. That's his main goal. So he's gonna lie. He's gonna you know, pop things in front of you that tempt you. That, that's just what he does. Mm-hmm. That's his, been his game since the beginning of time. And so that's what he's always looking to do, and we got to keep that in the forethought of our minds, that sometimes it's out of our control. Now, sometimes, like, if I'm, I, I'm an alcoholic, but I'm a Christian, and I continue to go to the bars every day. You're just an idiot, dude. You know, you're putting yourself in that position, right? right? So then you kind of have to have the conversation of, are you truly repentant? Mm. So what does repentant mean? Or, you know, like pornography, okay? Now, people can slip and fall, right? Right. 
temptation of the flesh. Right. And maybe this applies to alcohol, too. And temptations never go away. Right. But the conversation still needs to be had of, of, of how are you trying to protect yourself from this, mm. right? Yep. If you're an alcoholic, how are you protecting yourself from that? If you're addicted to porn, how are you protecting yourself? Because there are ways we can protect ourselves. Right. And, and even if, if you have a problem with, with your mouth, how are you protecting right. yourself from that? Too? Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, when Satan tempts us, I always think that we need to be like Joseph, you know, Joseph in the dream coat. You know, when when Potiphar's wife was trying to seduce Joseph, he ran, left, leaving coat in hand, right? He went, yeet. So that's what we need to do. We need to... If there's a temptation around, we need to run from it. And there needs to be some accountability. Hey, brother, I struggle with yada, yada, yada. Right. Hey, wife. Hey, husband. I struggle with yada, yada, yada. So I need you to look out, out for me in this in this aspect. But what's cool about Joseph is he took it upon himself to follow God, too. I thought right. that was cool. Like, like he was in Pharaoh's land chilling by himself. Right. And he, I mean... He could have fallen. I mean, he could have done right. whatever he wanted, and nothing would have happened. He might have know? gotten away with it. He he probably well, actually, he probably would have been found out and well, killed. But you never know. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But well, Potiphar thought that they did something. Well, he thought that he, he tried to do something. Right, right. right. But it's a simple fact of Joseph. And this is something to even a challenge for for me to think about is the fact of I need to make sure that I'm doing all I can to follow God with all that I am. Right. You know. So yeah, I mean. It, going back to the question of what do you do, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So it, it was funny though. Is Jesus even answers the question to finish up here at verse three? Is Jesus even kind of gives a calling card, right? Whereas the fact of if you think you're too important to help, to, uh, if you think you're too important, to help, in other words, if you think you're too good to not help somebody, you're fooling yourself. And Jesus kind of saying the fact of if you're not helping people. There's pride. There's there's pride in right. there. Like right. You you in fact are Again, now the it, center. It, it ties right back into Matthew seven one through five. You've got a you got a plank in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is, and so you, you can't see the speck in somebody else's. Um, but if you're dealing with this gentleness and love, like Galatians six one through I think I said three. Yep. Yeah, three. That's how you. Uh, that's how you need to deal with it. Um, it can't be for your own sake. It's got to be for their sake. I think that would be the other key thing. And uh, you have to remind them of what God's word says, his truth, mm. and not make up your own truth. Keep it with, so, so the goal is to restore. Right. The means is lovingly confront. Right. But you have to make sure you follow the guidelines of, are these God's standards or are these your own personal standards? Correct. Correct. Yep. That's, that's that's it, man. That's the f- there's no that's the final fuller, thoughts needed, bro. That's the fu- fuller formula. <laughs> not really. It's it's God's word. It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's Jesus, it's but you know, Jesus. Yeah. It's not fuller, but no, but so that that's that's how I would approach, and that's how I think we need to scripturally approach speaking truth and love. And I appreciate uh, uh, appreciate appreciate a priest. I'm thankful for you. <laughs> but, but no, 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 I, I appreciate that because this is something I don't do well mm. um, because I don't like conflict. I like being liked. I like having a job. Like, right. well, I don't not, want... Now you can take these show notes and you can go preach on it now. Teenagers. <laughs> I started it for I, you. I'm thinking like, teenagers and people, watch out because Mark's coming with some truth and love. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not really. Yeah. But, but no, that was, dude, that was some straight... 
Bible exegesis, man. Like I said, I wrote it kind of like a sermon and you like Bible formulate. <laughs> Maybe we need to start doing some of that. Some some yeah. exegete with with Fuller. You were just pastored by the by I'll, the layman. I'll do it. I love it. it I'll man. do it if our listeners want it, but I ain't doing it beyond that. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. Well, hey, so if you have any thoughts about this conversation, something that maybe we missed, something right. a different aspect angle that that you think we could have taken let us know man like this is if if this is real talk we need conversation and if you're just sitting there partaking and not conversing it's not it's it's, it's, not fun it's real listen it's listen we want real talk so so engage the conversation join us we're on instagram we're on facebook um, you can even email us and whatnot, too. And if you have questions you even want us to tackle for you, please let us know because we're always looking for right. good content. Yeah, PM us, and, and we'll contact you via phone or text or whatever. We're not going to just throw that out there to Internet world. but So I know, will say this. So, will. so Dudes and Dads podcast, which, fun fact. Fun fact here, uh, February 7th. About a month, yeah. We're going to be recording with them, and that'll be dropping. One for their podcast. One for theirs, one for one for our listeners. So. Yeah, and I don't, know, I'm not sure, I'm, I don't know when that will be dropping. That'll be in the next month or so. We're interviewing a yeah. recording artist, John Tibbs. John Tibbs, yeah. that's For us, soon. That's we're, we're doing the recording next week. Next so week. So th- it'll probably be coming yeah, out after this. it'll probably be dropping right after this episode. Right, so yeah. A lot of fun things. But what Dudes and Dads does is they actually say, hey, send us a voice message on right. the question. We'll play your voice message on the podcast. And then answer it. Yeah, we that need to, would be we need to, be dope. We need to talk to him about that. <laughs> that'd be dope. Yep. Yeah. So that'd we'll be just, talking with the, with that'd Andy cool. and Jola from Dudes and Dads podcast here soon. Yep. Check them out. But we can't let you go until we do something. We all know what time it is. Boring facts with full. No <laughs> fun facts with Fuller. Fun fact. Now, I will say, okay, so the last episode, I was not, like, like you, you kept prepared. that one on your chest yeah. until all of a sudden it was like, Boom. hey, <laughs> bam. That threw me off, dude. So I like doing that to you every once in a while. Like, usually when we get together, we record, like, two episodes, yep, right? Yep. So I always like to leave one as a surprise for you and just, like, and hit that was you last minute. Yeah. This one, even though it's not a surprise, I think this is my favorite one yet. This, I think I mean, this is my favorite one yet. It, it's a pretty good one. So, fun fact with Fuller for today. Coffee pi- the coffee pioneer, the person who, you know, came up with the coffee, was buried my in hero. a coffee my hero. pot. Right? It's buried in a coffee pot. Renato Bialete, I'm guessing this how it is. What do you think? Think that's about right? You know, if, if you just say it with confidence and pride, no one will think otherwise. Renato Bialete. There you go. The guy who popularized the stovetop octagonal espresso maker that still bears his name also asked that his remains be buried in the receptacle that was most important to him in his life, a.k.a. the coffee pot. The espresso maker. Right. So when he died in 2016, at the age of 93, his ashes were placed in one of his pots and buried next to his late wife. It's kind of sad in the end, you know. It is, Dead. but, but mean, it's cool. Th- thankfully, he was buried because what would have happened if someone added water to that thing? It was coffee grounds. That's morbid, man. <laughs> and that's how we going to end today. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. We love you all. We'll see you soon. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. 
See you next time. 